You are tuned into Your Voice, Your Power with Anika. Real lives, real stories, and real hope through transformational leadership. You have entered the safe zone, the safe space for creatives, executives, business owners, dreamers, and leaders of the new school. Sharing tips, tools, and resources to thrive with authenticity as authorities on a global scale. Transformation is power, and so is your truth. Stay tuned for The Real Deal with Anika and her guests. Good day, good day, and welcome to Your Voice, Your Power. I am Anika Wilson, and today I have with me one of the special guests that is going to be presenting at the Chicago Action Tour, and I'm so excited to share her with the world. I want to introduce the amazing, the fabulous Janine Hernandez. Hey, Thank Janine. you so much for having me. Hello. It is such a pleasure because I sit and watch your journey, and I kind of live through you through social media because your social media presence is like infectious. It's like you have this smile that just resonates across the world. So I want you to introduce yourself to the world. Tell them who you are and what you do. My name is Janine Hernandez. First and foremost, I am a mommy to a 12, 13-year-old teenage kid, <laughs> um, but I am a mentor, a speaker, a coach. I'm the founder of the Book Publishing Academy, and I focus on helping aspiring authors to write, publish, and launch their books. Um, I do a little bit of everything. I like to dabble in a, a little bit of everything. So if you think of entrepreneurship, that's like pretty much me. <laughs> I'm a podcast host. I have a uh, Janine Hernandez TV where I interview authors. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much what I do in a nutshell. <laughs> so I want you to go all the way back to how this all started. What led you to say yes to being an entrepreneur? You know, it was coming to terms with the fact I was in, in uh, corporate HR for 13 years. It was coming to terms with the fact that I wake up every single morning excited about books, not about HR. And I loved HR. I love being a people per I'm a people person. So I loved HR. I love that there's a problem and I get to fix it. But at the end of the day, when it was time for me to start growing with the company, it was very clear to me that I had no, I had no desire to, and there was no passion there. And in doing that, I had to have a very serious conversation with myself of like, well, what is that thing? And it's like, well, books, <laughs> that's it. That's all you can think about when you wake up. And so that's why I decided to start doing this full time. Cause prior to that, I was, I was doing my, I was working full time and then I was doing this part time on the side. So I never hear anybody say that all they think about is books. Like, how did that start? Like, what, how did you identify that you had this passion for books? Ever since, um, so this is the earliest that I can remember, but ever since I was about nine years old, I've always um, been a writer. I've always wrote poetry, wrote short stories, songs, journaled, all of that. And ever since I was nine, I would always tell my parents, I'm going to grow up to be an author. And it was weird because it was never like a teacher or a firefighter or a doctor. It was always author. And it was like the weirdest thing. Nobody, nobody ever hears anybody saying, I'm going to grow up and be an author. 
but I literally, that's what I've been doing my whole life. And when I was 14, my parents were really trying to help me get published. I had a few poems published in like major, major publications and books, um, but we were trying to publish a book for myself. And it was very clear to me even then that I did not want to go through a traditional publishing company. I just didn't want anyone to have control over me or my writing. Um, so I put it to the side for 17 years. Um, and honestly, it was a couple of things. I didn't know the publishing process. Um, I also was afraid of what people would think. I just had way too many fears and I was overcritical of my writing of like, is this really good enough? Um, but in 2015, I finally got to a point where I just couldn't take it anymore. And I was like, why are you procrastinating? Why are you waiting? Why are like, what are you waiting for? And so I finally published my very first poetry book in 2015 and I opened up my business. I had no idea what I was doing, but I did it. <laughs> and then here we are seven years later. <laughs> I was gonna ask you, what was your first book? So you just answered one of my questions that I have been stewing in my brain is that a lot of people don't know the difference between self-publishing and, and publishing through a, a company. Can you break that down for me? You, you mentioned a, a few things, control and and you know things like that but can you really break that down for these aspiring authors out there that are mm -hmm. unsure so traditional publishing there are pros and cons to it obviously the pros to it is that you get market you get a marketing team that's really going to push your book out there so that's awesome however with a traditional publishing company there is barrier to entry meaning and i want people to really understand this is you have to have a thick mindset uh, you're going to get rejected multiple times. And I'm not saying one or two times, it might be 15 to 20 times before you actually get a yes. Once you get a yes, it takes about two and a half years to get, um, to get the book published. Um, they do have control over your writing, over the characters in the book, over what the book cover looks like. Pretty, I mean, you have to look at the contract, but yes, they have control over pretty much everything. Um, and then there's also, so after the agent and the publishing company make their money, you are left with about 10 to 15% royalties. So if you think about a book that's 15 to $20, like how much are you really making? And there are infrequent paydays. So it's usually about twice a year, every six months that you get paid. Um, another great, I mean, a great thing is when you have a publishing contract, they do advance you money. So you'll get a good, nice check, five to $10,000. But what people don't know is that you have to make that money back before you start making any money yourself. So you have to sell all of that back in sales before you start making money. Um, so that's traditional publishing. And then Self-publishing is when you decide, I'm just going to go publish myself. I don't need a company. I don't need anyone else to have control or rights over me. So you're pretty much your own marketing person. You do the whole process from start to finish. Obviously, it's a lot of work. I only recommend it for people that are serious about this and that take it seriously and that are consistent every single day, knowing that their, their income is dependent on them. Um, you're going to make a lot of mistakes along the way, but I promise you it's worth it. So those it's, are pretty much the differences. It sounds like a growth journey. Like, you know, it's, you know, one of those things where you have this vision, you have this mission, you have to just commit to doing it and making sure that you don't let anyone deter you 
from pursuing that goal because in entrepreneurship, but I can only imagine in writing a book and publishing a book, which I have avoided at all costs, no matter how many people have asked, because I, I have those fears, those unknowns. It's something that I've never tapped into because I just don't know for one, one specific thing I would want to write about and then how to go about doing that and making sure that I have the appropriate supports to make sure that it's a bestseller and that it's what the world needs. What is your uh, advice to someone like me? This is great that you have multiple different ideas and that you don't know which one to pick because that means that you can have multiple books. I always tell people that. I'm like, that means you could have 10 books. Like there's no problem with that. Um, and honestly, it's finding a coach. There are people out there that are experts at this. So they will be able to guide you through the process. There's a solution for every problem. <laughs> so as a, uh, first of all, let's tell the world that you have founded a book publishing academy. Yes. Tell us about it. So I started to do one-to-one -one coaching about six years ago when I first started, um, simply because people, like how you mentioned, people see me on social media and they're like, we want to do what you do. <laughs> so I was doing one-to-one -one coaching, but then when the pandemic, right before the pandemic, hey, I would say about six months prior, God placed it in my heart to scale the business and go online. The only way, I mean, it's very, I'll be 100% honest with you, it can be draining to coach many people at the same time, especially something that's so, you have to be so hands-on, such as book publishing. So I decided to create online courses that teach you the full writing process, and then I do group coaching every two weeks. So I put everyone in a group call and I answer all their questions and I do accountability check-ins on Fridays. So it freed up a lot of my time and it allowed me to scale. Um, and we have grown like over the pandemic. I think we ended up signing up like 25 people. It was like back to back. Everybody wanted to write a book and I'm like, where are these people coming from? You know? So, um, so yeah, I just created an academy and we continue to grow and it's very exciting because now they have a community of authors and they all support each other and it's really cool. <laughs> that is awesome because that is a void that entrepreneurs fill is we it's a, I always say entrepreneurship is extremely lonely because you are a person that's swimming in your head and your ideas and you're, you're sitting there and you're trying to create something and you don't know if it's good enough to put it out there into the world because we know you put it on the internet and it's pretty much there. And so creating these communities is extremely imperative to our growth and success. And you have literally created a, a safe haven for authors to be able to, to build, grow and, and scale their ideas. Um, and so tell us the name of that. The Book Publishing Academy? Mm -hmm. or Yes, so the Book Publishing Academy. And I'll be honest, at the beginning, it wasn't easy. It takes time to build the community and for people to actually be invested in it. Mm -hmm. So there were times at the beginning where I would have like one or two people show up, you know, to calls. But now it's over. It's like people are just coming from left and right. And they all, building a community takes time. But once you do it, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, okay. And so you are actually writing your sixth book. Yes, I am. Tell us about this book. 
my book is set to come out October 16th and it's called The Light in Times of Darkness. And primarily what it's about is just, well, the theme of the book is just how I still decide to be a light and to still live a positive life and try to put my best foot forward, even though I have gone through some pretty crappy stuff in life, you know? Um, and I've split up the book in two sections. I have the dark and then the light. And I pretty much explain some of those situations in my life that were really tough. And then how I chose to overcome it, how I, you know, how I've gone through the healing process. I'm, and I'm not, I'm still not healed, right? That's a lifelong journey. But mm -hmm. how I have been coping, how I've been going through the healing process, what I do on a daily basis to try and stay positive and move forward. I just share my, my story. I just, I, I'm just in awe because it takes courage to put your story out there. I know there's a lot of people writing books, but like you said, you're still in the thick of it. You know, you're a single mom, you are traveling the country. You were in an RV at one time traveling around the country and I'm watching you explore and do all these things. And you seem like the type of person that you get this, this vision of something, you get an idea and you run with it. Yes. That's me. <laughs> you make it look easy. It's not. It's not. But you know what's funny is like, I think I've, I asked my mom once. I was like, mom, do you ever get nervous <laughs> with me? Because, you know, I'm a single mom. And I was like, do you ever get nervous with all of my ideas? And like, and she's like, I fully 100% trust you. Like you've proven yourself that, you know, you say you're going to do something and you do it. And I know that you're never going to like lack food or you know what I mean resources to make it happen and so she's but I assume that at one point I gave them a lot of anxiety <laughs> but yeah that's me it's not easy it's a lot of hard work but I don't know I'm just a visionary when I get a vision an idea I execute you know what is your advice to visionaries out there that are afraid to execute and to tap into themselves I'll share what one of my biggest fears is. So my biggest fear pushes me to, to do these things. My biggest fear is that I'm gonna be, and this might be too deep, but my biggest fear is that I'm gonna be on my deathbed and like the last few minutes of my life and be wishing that I would have written that book, gone skydiving, toured the tour, for, I don't know, whatever it might be, done my bucket list. That is my biggest fear because once your life is over, it's over. So, and you don't know if it's today, it's, it could be tomorrow, it could be 30 years from now. So the uncertainty of not knowing like, well, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna do everything in my power to live a good life. So because of that, that's why I wake up every day and I give it 500,000%. Not 500,000 or like whatever the mathematical is. I love it. I love it. I've never heard 500,000. Oh more my than, gosh. More than a hundred percent. You got me tripping out over here. 500,000. And I'm so one thing that you said has been a eye-opening experience for you is reflecting on your past and reflecting on your journey and thinking about the things that you've overcome. And what was your most recent revelation? My most recent, I think, would be is that I'm not a victim of the things that have happened in my life. And I go through them to learn lessons. 
and I go through them. It's a part of my journey and my like what I'm what what I'm supposed to be doing on this earth is helping other people share their stories, be vulnerable. The only way that I can do that is if I do it myself. So you kind of learn from experience. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I would ask God, like, are you for real? Why am I going through this right now? You know what I mean? Again, you know, and it's like everything has a purpose. I have a sense of humor, I know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm the same way. I'm cracking up over here because you have to, you have to, you have to find joy in the journey. And you, you seem to be the type of person that just exudes life. You know, it doesn't matter what's going on. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are. It's like you live in your best life every day, putting your best foot forward and just willing to receive whatever comes with that. Good or bad. And the good, I'm going to turn it into, the bad, I'm going to turn it into something good. So, but, and that's not to say that I live a perfect life. I don't, you know, people always assume that I'm just this great ball of energy and I'm always happy. And I have bad days too. There are days where I can't get out of bed too, you know, but it's just shifting your mindset and putting your best foot forward is really what it's all about. Absolutely. We all live the same, you know? One thing that I try to stress to people is that we actually have some of the same experiences. We just experience them in different seasons. That's so true. And how we react to them too is different. That is, well, we even ourselves react to the same situation differently when we've gone through growth processes. Mm-hmm. Because I've, I've, I always say that my life is Groundhog Day. I feel like the same challenges come, the same challenges come. And then I finally realized, oh, it was because I didn't learn from it. Or it's to see, did you learn from it? Because because I've been through similar situations and it's like 10 years ago, I lashed out on someone. This time, didn't lash out on them. It was like, okay, I understand. You know, you kind of see it. It's like, then you're you're allowing yourself to see like, wow, I did grow. I went through this situation just to show me that I did grow, you know? So it's all- And then you tell the person on the other end, you're lucky I grew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget that part. It's like, wait a minute. If you would have caught me in 2005, this would have been a whole different situation. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I've been able to identify is that I have goals now. You know, when I was a single mom and I was just making it, I was surviving. It was like, you know, I was working these jobs. I was coming home. I was paying the bills. I was doing what I needed to do. I was just literally trying to maintain sanity. But after becoming an entrepreneur, after taking risks, after taking chances, after saying yes to things that I otherwise would have said no to, my mindset shifted because my expectations changed. And when you change your expectations, you change your outcomes. And I think that's one of the things that we learn in our growth process is that we can experience the same thing, but our perception of the experience is completely different, which means that our reaction is therefore different. And that's in anything personal or business too. Yes, yes, yes. In my coaching program, I actually integrate personal, professional and business development because a lot of business owners think that they have the business acumen and like, why am I not scaling? And I'm like, because it's a personal problem. Yeah, it's, yep, 100%. It's a per. And if you don't deal, I say, if you don't heal, deal and grow, you can't be successful. You can try and put things out. You can invest. You can put all the money in it. You can hire the best coach. You can, you know, get a few good clients. But at the end of the day, if you don't have your stuff together, it's going to manifest in everything that you do. 
Mm -hmm. I had heard, I think it was TD Jakes. He said, you can't have a uh, public victory until you had personal victory. Mm. And that I was like, oh, that one hit me because that that's true. You're not going to see it on the outside until you see it on the inside. We've got a lot of people painting pictures externally and, and, and then you go inside and it's like, oh my gosh, what is this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you are going to be presenting at the Chicago Influ Action Conference That's and so you've got some goodness that you're going to be bringing to us. So tell us all about it. Yes. So I will be speaking at the event, all things book publishing, and my book comes out October 15th, the week prior to the event uh, or the conference. And I'm super excited because I'll have copies to sign and all of that good stuff while we're there. Are you going to be doing book signings? Yeah. Yeah. I'll do some all book signings. Right. And tell us the titles of your other books. So my first book is a poetry book. It's called Through My Eyes. My second one is a children's book called Feathers in the Sky. Uh, my third book is The Beginner's Guide to Self-Publishing. My fourth book is Life is a Beautiful Journey. My fifth book is a the Book Publishing Academy. It's a book that I only give out to my clients. I don't sell it. And my new book, it's called In the Light in Times of Darkness. Eventually, I'm going to forget all of this once I get to like 10 books. <laughs> no, you won't. I will be like, I don't remember. <laughs> they're huge accomplishments. And I was looking, I was doing something one day and I was looking at you and I was doing some graphics or something. And then I was like, did she just say that she's about to write another book? I swear she just wrote a book. But she was like, I'm going to write another book. And I was like, she gives me no excuse. Listen, so this book, I wrote it in two and a half weeks. See, I knew I saw that. Yes, because I went I went on. a So there's a thing I went on a road trip in June and I had been planning this trip for like two years. Finally went on my road trip. I had um, planned out like I carved out my whole month. No meetings, no nothing. I wasn't going to work. And I went on my road trip and 12 days into my trip, we had to come back Every, like all hell broke loose. We had to come back. And I was crying to God one day, like right before we came back. And I was like, why? Because I've been waiting two years for this trip and it's everything that I've ever wanted. Why do I have to end it? And very clearly he said, your assignment is done. Go home. I have something better for you. Oh my gosh. And I got like chills and I'm I, like, I got chills. I was just like, uh, okay. Not even my like, assignment. Wipe my tears. Yeah. <laughs> I wiped my tears and I was like, okay. And I went home and I finished the book in like a week and a half from being home. It's currently, it just finished with the editing process. We're working on the book cover and I'm just like, okay, like, I, I guess you had a lot for me to say in this book. And it was just flowing out of me. It was just like coming and coming. It was just the weirdest thing. So I'm super excited. This is going to be my best book thus far. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to get a copy. I can't wait to meet you. I just can't wait because you just give me strength. You give me courage. Like you just make everything like look so possible. It is possible. It's just a lot of work. You know what though? The thing about the work that we do is it's fun work. It is. It, I mean, but it gets deep. I mean, it, it's, it's definitely not like any work that I did in corporate. Like, you know, you work and you go home and, you know, you leave the job at, at the job, but our work goes deep. 
It does. And now that, you know, I've been a business owner for a while, but now that I'm really trying to scale my company, it's looking at it from a different set of eyes. It's like, oh, now I really am the CEO. You know, now I really do. I actually had a meeting the other day with an old colleague of mine and she's going to help me with some business consulting because I'm like, I got, I understand HR, I understand finances, I understand sales, but now I got to put it all together. What? Management. (laughs) It's the management part of it. And that's the thing that a lot of entrepreneurs, we don't think about the little pieces. We don't think you've got leadership, you've got HR, you've got team development, you've got management, you've got delegation, you've got maintenance. Like, yeah, you get all this stuff started, you, you create these courses and these events, and then it's like, okay, you gotta maintain it. You gotta bring it up, bring it back down, you know, nurture your clients, add value, social media content. Like, we don't think about it, and then we just start doing it, and then we don't realize how much we actually do. Yeah, that's exactly it. And so, and and then sometimes you just miss certain pieces. So it's like, it's a lot, <laughs> it's a lot, but it's you definitely when you're passionate about what you do, it's fun. It is. It makes it fun. And it makes it possible. Mm-hmm. Any last words for anyone out there from your heart in anything that we talked about in anything that you do? Um. We are our biggest critics and our own, we hold ourselves back from pretty much any and everything that we are destined to do. So the biggest thing that I can leave anybody with is if you at some point want to go out there and try something or do something, don't allow your own self-limiting beliefs to stop you. Cause don't be like me, don't wait 17 years <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Because um, like I said, life's not guaranteed. You really don't know when your last day is gonna be. So might as well go out there. The worst has already happened. So you might as well just try your best, you know? Well said, well said. Mm-hmm. And and even if the worst hasn't happened, God's prepared us to 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 respond to whatever happens in the future. Yep. All right. I want to thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I'm so excited. I can't wait to connect with everyone at the conference too. I know. I've been knowing you for a long time and it's like, what in the world? But we shall meet for real. Yep. I'm excited. All right, listeners. Thank you guys for tuning in to another edition of Your Voice, Your Power with Anika and Janine Hernandez. Thank you guys. (laughs) As you know, I'm going to say, Stay powerful. Toodles. Toodles.